for the war. Ready for the war. Oh, somebody says, let's say this together, Father. In the name of your son, Jesus, we receive revelation that is found in Christ alone. There is no confusion in this atmosphere. We behold you as we see ourselves in you. Your name alone is glorified and we are edified. Amen. Amen. All right. Philippians 1.28. Let's get into the word. Philippians 1.28. All right, all right, all right. You're happy to be service this evening? Yes, sir. All right, all right. Philippians 1.28. Says, Philippians 1.28. Says, and in nothing terrified by your adversaries, wishes to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. He says, and in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation that is of God. We're starting this evening in nothing terrified. Tell your neighbor, saying nothing terrified. No, sound like you mean it. Alright, so being terrified means to be terrorized by terror. <laughs> being terrified means to be terrorized by terror, to be afraid. Uh, you know, we live in a world that is brought up in fear. We live in a world that is sustained by fear, in fact, by bad news. I mean, one of the things that sell the most on the media is bad news. So um, if the media can't publish a bad news for so long, people are not going to watch it because... Um, that's why you see that every five minutes or every, every little thing that is happening, there is always a breaking news. And the breaking news is not, many a times, the breaking news is not only something good. So it's a bad thing. So we live in a world that is terrorized or that is uh, brought up or sustained with fear. And that is why I, I always, even as a pastor, I try my best as possible not to bring people up in fear. And even this is for parents also. You know, there's a way you can talk to children such that they have fear in their minds. Um, and you, you're talking to them and say, I will not give you this until you do that, you know. And they're just fearful, you know. They just see... There's a way you can build up with children that they're so fearful around you. They're so, you know, they're just shivering. You know, I remember when I was much younger, at the sight of my mother like this, I quake. You know, they say quaking. Uh, I remember there was a time my mother came to my school when I was in elementary school. Ah, you know, I didn't know what was happening. You know, th this is not closing time. This is not bringing me to school. You just appeared. Ha. I, I started shivering. You know, teacher was teaching, but I couldn't concentrate in class. You know, I just felt like my mother is in school. I don't know what's going on. What did I do? And unfortunately, I did something wrong. You know, <laughs> you know, so, you know, so we live in that fear. So we were, we're brought up by fear. Especially if you grew up in an African room, you, you kind of, you can, this kind of a fear you grew up with. I mean, the fear of your mother's slippers, the fear of your mother's hand, you know, um, it's either a slap or, you know, uh, different things. I mean, uh, now we live in America where the fear of even police is the beginning of wisdom. <laughs> you live in America where uh, gone, you know, you're scared of having an argument with somebody at the gas station because you don't know if you can pull out a gun. <laughs> you know, so different, different things. But you know, God's word is based on what Jesus has done for us. Hallelujah. God's word is based on what Jesus has done for us. So sometimes we grow up in fear. Fear of even, you know, such that some of us grew up in some of us grew up in fear, such that uh, fear of even the unknown. Some of us are scared of tomorrow. Tomorrow has not come. We are scared. You're just scared of tomorrow. You're just scared of ah, how is my future going to be? How is how is tomorrow going to turn out? How is that business going to, you know, someone like me now that I do business. Uh, so I remember there was a time I was trying to do a transaction. I was just, you know, there's a way you can calculate the money ahead. As a business person, you just think, calculate the profit. Mm, okay, $2,000 I'll make. 
and then the thing doesn't work out the same the way you want and you're like oh my god i said it so you're about to do another business transaction and you're like what if it doesn't work out you know so we live in that kind of fear some people are even scared of sickness what if i fall sick some people are scared of failure what if i fail the exam what if i what if i uh what if I, what if I don't get the job? What if I, what if life doesn't end up for me in a good way? You know, a lot of people are just scared of so many things. Some people have so much anxiety of so many things. And you know, the first thing that Paul wrote in the scripture in Philippians 1.28, he says, and in nothing terrified. Hallelujah. He says, and in nothing terrified. He says, in nothing terrified by your adversaries. He says, in nothing terrified. No, you should say that to yourself. Say, I'm in nothing terrified. You know, sound like you, man. In nothing nothing terrified. You know, so fear is not of God. So Paul was saying, in nothing terrified. So fear is not of God. That feeling of fear, that feeling of anxiety, that feeling of terror, that anticipating something evil that is going to happen. You know, a lot of people anticipate evil. You know, some people anticipate some evil that is going to happen. That anticipation of evil is not of God. God does not bring fear. Look at 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. Are you following me this evening? Yes, sir. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. You know, on Sunday we looked at there is nothing wrong with you, right? And now today is in nothing terrified. Hallelujah. Look at it in 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. 2 Timothy one seven, it says, "For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind." It says, "God has not given us the spirit of fear." It says, "But what? But of power and of love and what? Of a sound mind." When it says fear, here, fear simply means timidity. That is, an ability to express yourself. That is, you are not able to express yourself. So that is. And that is terrorizing with some, and that, and that comes a lot with something you've heard. A lot of times, fear comes with something you've heard, something you've seen, something you imagine with your mind. So fear comes with something you've heard, something you've seen, something that you've imagined with your mind. So many of times, you've seen something on TV, you've, you know, you've heard something, you you imagine something. You know, some of us will stretch our minds so far. A lot of us negative. So you see, you supposed to do it. I'm, I'm talking to some of you. Some of you are supposed to do a mind check. A lot of you negative things just pan through your mind for too long. You know, we are not thought in Christ to think our minds or to speak our minds. We are thought in Christ to renew our minds. Romans 12 verse 2. We are thought in Christ to renew our minds. So he says he has not given us the spirit of fear of love, of power, and of a sound mind. Sound mind simply means healthy, whole. That is, your mind is not distorted. Your mind is not confused. Your mind is not having contradictions. So God has no fear to give you. Hallelujah. God has no fear to give you. 366 times in the scriptures, you will find the word, be not fearful, do not be afraid. Or fear not, it is written all through the scriptures 366 times. Some people say it's one for the day. <laughs> I believe them. Some people say one for a day. And in case there's a leap year, you had one more. <laughs> Hallelujah. 366 times is written. Do not be fear, do not be afraid. Fear not. All of those things is written. So fear does not come from God. Fear is not of God. God does not inspire fear. That fear in your heart is touching that project is not of God. That fear in your heart as touching that business is not of God. That fear in your heart as touching that next step is not of God. That fear in your heart as touching sickness is not of God. That fear in your heart is not of God. God does not give any man fear. Look at the first John. Hallelujah. First John 4. 1 John 4. Verse 17. 1 John 4, verse 17. 1 John 4, verse 17. It says, We are in our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, what are we? So we are in this world. In verse 18, it says, 
let's read it together, verse 18. I'll wait for you. Verse 18, what does it say? Want to ready go? But it's no fear in love, but fast with love, casteth out fear, because fear hath torment, and he that is feared hath in love. So God does not give anyone fear. Tell your neighbor, say, God does not give anyone fear. No, tell your neighbor, say, God does not give you fear. So, fear, a fear that is anticipating punishment. You know, a lot of us, we anticipate punishment from God. That when we do this like this, God is about to punish us. When we do this like this, we are about to, you know, we are about to, uh, God is about to deal with us. Some people believe that the reason why they fell sick is because God is trying to teach them a lesson. Some people believe that the reason why they failed that project is because they did something wrong, so God is punishing them for that thing they did wrong. Uh, no, that's wrong. God doesn't do things like that. God doesn't do things like that. James 1 verse 17, he gives good gifts to his children. He gives good gifts to his children. So when you, are, when you see someone living in fear, he is not made perfect in God's love. When you see someone living in fear, he is not made perfect in God's love. He is not matured in the love of God for him. When you see someone living in fear, that person is not matured in the love of God for him. Because if we know that God is doing something, how we know that God is doing, God is working out love in the hearts of men. It's a see that we are yet sinners. Christ died for us, gave himself for us. That is God we serve. So God wants you, God, so some, some people think that uh, God wants to get back at them. You know, some people have a distorted mind as touching God. And that's one of the things that produce fear. A distorted mind. That, okay, it may be. You know, like Job, they'll say it may be that this is why it's happening. It may be. He may be. You know, some people feel like the reason why uh, things are going bad for them in their family, things are going south for them, is God is trying to show them or God is trying to be bad at them because of the sin they committed last week. No. That's a distorted mind. God doesn't get back at his children. God is not your African parent. You know, I remember there's a time I did wrong at school, you know. My mom told me to go sleep. He told me just to worry, eat, sleep, you know. I thought, I thought that, you know, I, you know, I was thinking, Ah, really, you're not going to do anything? Uh, she's like, just don't worry, just go to sleep. I, I think she, she was tired, actually, and she didn't want me to slide. So she just told me, go to sleep. Oh, my God. You know, that's a trap. I woke up, she woke me up around 34 a.m. with water and cane. How dare you sleep? I, I thought you told me to go to sleep. She said, how dare you sleep? Just like, how do you, and, oh my God, you know, I think, I think it's better you are flogged when, when you are conscious, when you are awake, I mean, but <laughs> imagine you are gone, you are deep, you are even dreaming about, you are dreaming about things, you are seeing visions, having encounters with angels, and all of a sudden you are pulled back to reality. <laughs> oh my God, she was like, and you have the audacity to sleep? I would tell you what I did. You say, oh, pastor, you did that? No, I would tell you what I did. You say, have you had the audacity to sleep? Have you had the audacity to sleep? Oh, my God. She poured water on me and started flogging me. I'm like, oh, my God, can you please? I'm sure she's going to hear this audio something. She's like, I didn't do that because she always denies everything she has done. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's not God. Hallelujah. <laughs> that's not the God we serve. That when you do something wrong, it's coming to get back at you. No. And you see, that's why as, as you keep growing as a parent, you must not train your children that way. Because they are, they are going to have a distorted perception about God. They're going to think that's who God is. A God that gets back at them when they do something wrong. A God that doesn't, you know, show them love at every instance. You know, many a times we make mistakes and God corrects us. A God that doesn't correct us but use punishment, you know, use things, things on our body to correct us, sickness, no, that's not God. 
That's not God. Problems. Some people think that the reason why they are in that problem today was because they didn't pray last week. They didn't go to church. They didn't, you know, they, they did something wrong. So that is why. So they will say, you can't blame God. I'm actually the cause. That's a distorted mind. Hallelujah. This is an in nothing terrified. Hallelujah. So I have a sound mind. I have a sound mind in Christ. There is no fear in God's love. So we shouldn't think God wants to do something to us. We shouldn't think God wants to do something to us. There is no fear in love. And we say God is love, right? So you see in this place it says there is no fear in love. So God doesn't instill fear in your heart. So that feeling of fear, that feeling of anxiety, that feeling of worry, that feeling of unsettlement, it can be God. It cannot be God. Hallelujah. It can be God. In Hebrews 4, it says, Let us boldly enter into his throne of grace that we might obtain mercy. That, so we come boldly to him. So the base of our approaching God is not on our works. It says, by grace we are saved, not of works. Ephesians 2. It says, of what? It says, let no man, it says, don't boast. It's not of your works. It's not because you pray. Prayer is good. You know, we pray so much here. It's not because you fast. You know, we believe in fasting. It's not because you give. You know, we believe in giving. It's not because you cried for forgiveness. That's not why God saved you. It's because of his own redemption. Is because of his blood. Is because of what he purchased on the cross of Calvary for you. That is on that basis he loved you. It is on that basis we approach him. It is on that basis we have the right standing with him. Hallelujah. A lot of people think that it's because they cried out for forgiveness. That's why they are forgiven. No. It's because he died. That's why you are forgiven. Glory to God. That's why you are forgiven. It's because he rose again and he has taken all the sacrifices, paid all the sacrifices of sin for you. That is why you are forgiven. Not because you cried. Not because you shed some tears and said, Oh Lord, just forgive me. Sin in my thoughts, sin in my knowing, sin that I see, sin in my consciousness, sin in my dream. No, that's not why he forgave you. He forgave you because of Christ's sacrifice. Hallelujah. He forgave you because of Christ's sacrifice. Romans 3. He says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, hallelujah, is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Romans, 12 verse, Romans 5 verse 12. He says, for by one man sin entered into the world, and by one man, he says, in death passed through all men. So how do you think you escaped? You escaped through the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. You didn't escape through your forgiveness, through your crying to God to forgive you. You didn't escape through you didn't escape through your works. You didn't escape because you came to church. You didn't escape because, you know, you didn't escape because of your own works. A lot of things people think because they do good, that's why God loves them. No! God loves you because He died for you. Hallelujah. Him that we are dead in trespasses and our sins, He says, Christ loved us and gave Himself for us. Hallelujah. So God sees us on the basis of what Christ has done. So there is no basis of anyone feeling more worthy than another. Because of Jesus, we are accepted. Because of Jesus, we feel worthy. Because of Jesus, there is no feeling of fearfulness around him. There is no need feeling fearful in relating with God. There's no need of feeling a lot of people because before they pray, they will first psych God, you know, the psych God praising, you know, they'll say they will mention all his name, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi. You are my God. Oh Lord, I worship you. Oh Jehovah Siketenu. Oh Lord. They will mention all his name, list it very well. Then they will not ask. Oh Lord, is there any sins I've seen? Sin in my knowing, sin in my unknowing. Sin that I've seen, sin that, you know, they will list everything inside God. They will not say, Lord, now, now that that is sorted, you know, it's like you're trying to appease your heavenly, your earthly father. Say, I remember when I was much younger, that I've done my assignment. My, my dad is, my dad is somebody that when he's teaching you mass, he doesn't give you correction. You figure out the correction yourself. So, I remember then when he was teaching us mass then, um, so you give us some equations to go and solve. He's reading newspaper upstairs. 
So we solve it, you come back, you miss it, you will use Biro to slap your head, go and do the correction. You, he will never do the correction for you. You will figure out the correction yourself. So you keep coming back, you say you missed it, go, go back again. You missed it, go back, ah! So I don't like him, to, I, I don't like it. So I don't, I don't, you know, so anytime you, so if you want to not come and ask anything from him, that period, let's say that period is around, he will remind you and say, remember, remember you did not get your assignment? Remember the equation that I gave you, you didn't solve it well? Remember when I told you to do something, you didn't do it? So nothing for you. Aha. So before you come to him, you must have appeased the gods. So you'll have to make sure that everything is clear. So I remember my youngest sister got the hold of it. So she would have done everything. Daddy have fresh water. Daddy have done this. Daddy have done it. So daddy, give me this. So daddy, hey. So what would I have done it? What would I have done it? Oh, wow. So my daddy not, my daddy had devised a means. He said, only God cannot fail. Me, I'm a man. I can fail you. <laughs> he devised a means. <laughs> because he saw that ah, they've gotten his scope. Hallelujah. That is not God. Hallelujah. That's not the God of our Lord Jesus. See, a lot of people will first psych him, first worship him very well. A lot of people think when praises go up, blessings come down. From where in the scriptures? Chapter 1, verse 1. Says when blessings go up, blessings come down. No. <laughs> no, you worship him because he's to be worshipped. Hallelujah. You praise him because he's worthy of the praises. Not because you want to get something from me. So we relate with God. And that's because we are fearful also. So we relate with God in the place of prayer, in the place of praise, in the place of our fellowship, because of what God has done in Christ Jesus for us. So you are already accepted by God. Hallelujah. You are already accepted by God. When you come before God, the only qualification is that you are accepted. Say, I'm accepted. I'm accepted. Look at in Ephesians 1. Let me show you that in Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1. I would love us to read it together. Let's go there together. Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1 verse 3. Are you there? It says, Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has done what? Blessed us in all spiritual blessings in every. So are you blessed? Yes, sir. Are you blessed? Yes, sir. Why did he do? He has blessed you already, right? Look at it in verse 4. According as he has chosen him before the foundation of the world, that we should be what? We should be what? Holy and without blame before him in what? In love. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of his children by Jesus Christ unto himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us what? Accepted what? In the beloved. He has made us what? Accepted. So I am accepted. I am accepted. Hallelujah. I'm not trying to gain his, accepted, his acceptance. I'm already accepted. When I worship him, I'm, I'm, worshiping because, I'm worshiping him because I'm accepted. When I'm praying, I'm praying because I'm accepted. I'm not trying to pray to get him to be accepted. I'm not trying to worship him to worship him to be accepted. I'm already accepted. Hallelujah. I am accepted according to the riches of his grace. I'm accepted because of the riches of his grace. So I am qualified based on Jesus' death and sacrifice for me. That's the reason for my qualification. Based on Jesus' death, sacrifice for me. So only one's qualification is needed. And that is the death of Jesus. God in Christ Jesus has accepted everyone. Romans 5 verse 17, the gift of righteousness rings through one Christ, Jesus Christ our Lord. So righteousness is a gift. So you don't accept the gift. So what do you do with the gift? You accept the gift, right? So Jesus is that gift of righteousness to us. So you don't work for a gift, you receive it. 2 Corinthians 5 verse, 5 verse 18 to 19, it says he has reconciled us. So you shouldn't cringe at God's presence. You don't qualify to pray. Some people think they have to first, you know, you know, still do certain things, make certain criteria, meet certain criteria before they even get serious with God. No, 
No, you have been qualified already. Hallelujah. You have been qualified already. So we stand as an heir of God. All right, so let's go back to our Philippians 1 verse 28. Let's go back to one of the things I want to share tonight. Philippians 1 verse 28. So we said we've been qualified, right? We've been qualified by the death of Jesus. We've been bought with a price, right? We've been accepted in the beloved. We are righteous. We receive the gift of righteousness. We stand before God with no fear, right? Because God doesn't give us fear, right? God doesn't give us uh, uh, condemnation, right? It doesn't give us anxiety. It doesn't give us worry, right? Right? It gives us love. Hallelujah. All right, look at Philippians 1.28. It says, and in nothing terrified. Glory to God. It says, in nothing terrified by your adversaries, wishes to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation of God. So it says, in nothing terrified. So that before God, we are not to be terrified. We are not to be terrified. We are not to be fearful. We are not to be anxious. We are not to be worried. So he says, adversaries, dear. When he says, he says, and in nothing terrified by your adversaries. When he says adversaries, what does adversaries mean? Adversaries means things or people that oppose you. Things or people that oppose you. Things or people that oppose you. So someone who move against you or an opponent or an enemy. What does adversary mean? I'll say it again. Things or people that oppose you. Or someone who move against you. An opponent. An enemy. That is who an adversary is. Things. And you know, let me tell you the truth. Things oppose you. Your health can oppose you. Sickness oppose you. And you know, when he says, and don't forget, who was he writing this letter to? He was writing the letter to Christians, believers in Christ, the church of Philippi. So they are Christians here. So that means he's writing the letter to the man in Christ, to the man who has been accepted in the beloved, to the man who is righteous, to the man who is condemned, to the man who has received the free gift of righteousness, to the man who has received God's love, to the man who, has, who is accepted, to the man who is justified, to the man who is, you know, accepted in the beloved. That is who he's writing this letter to. So does that man have an opponent? Yes, he does. And that is who you are talking to. Because you are righteous. You are bought with a price. Hallelujah. You are no longer condemned. Righteousness is your nature. Hallelujah. So does so the believer have opponents? Yes. The believer does have opponents. The believers have adversaries. Look at it in Psalm 110 verse 1. It's, look at Psalm 110 verse 1. Psalm 110 verse 1. Hallelujah. Praise God. Psalm 110 verse 1. What did it say? What did it say? It says... And the Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou at my right hand until thy make thy enemies thy footstool. Look what it says in verse 2. It says, The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion and root thou in the midst of thy enemies. So we have enemies. We do have enemies. Look at in Matthew 22. Look at how Jesus explained it in Matthew 22. Matthew 22, verse 42. Matthew 22, verse 42. And in nothing terrified. Matthew 22, verse 42. He says, saying, he says, What think you of Christ, whose son is? He says, They said unto him, Son of David. And he said unto them, How then does David in the spirit call him Lord, saying, he says, the Lord said unto my Lord, sit down at my right hand, till I make what? Thy enemies thy footstool. You will see Peter repeating the same thing in Acts 2. 
after the resurrection of Jesus, he was preaching and was saying, his enemy will made the fools too. So the adversaries are not human beings. Paul said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, power, rulers of darkness in the high places. So the adversaries are not human beings. So a lot of people say, oh God, arise, let my enemies be scattered. Oh yeah, we, we do have enemies. God has enemies, you do have enemies. Look at 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15. So, but we're talking, look at the 1 Corinthians 15. And don't forget, the believer in Christ is who we are talking about here, right? 1 Corinthians 15. Let's see. In 1 Corinthians 15, verse, let's start from verse 24. Then cometh the hand, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom of God, even the Father, when he shall put down all rule and all authority and power. In verse 25. For he must reign till he had put what? His enemies under his feet. Hallelujah. He says he will reign till he has put all his enemies under his feet. So his enemies being under his feet will be, will be that he will reign. He will reign means he would occupy territories. He will be in places. Look at in verse 26. It says, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. So the enemies are not physical. Sickness is an enemy of God. Jesus opposed sickness in his ministry. At 10 verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Sickness is something that Jesus dealt with in his ministry. Mark 5, Jesus dealt with sickness. Jesus dealt with death. He rose Lazarus from the dead. He dealt with death. He rose Jairus' mother from the dead. He dealt with death. So death and sickness are enemy of Christ. So it's something that, are, so when we say enemy, something that is opposing God's plan. Look at in Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1. Look at what Paul said in Ephesians 1. He says, in nothing terrified by your adversaries. Hallelujah. Ephesians 1. Are you learning something? Ephesians 1. It says, let's start from verse 17. It says, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you will know, right? You will know. The hope of your calling. You know, this is a prayer you should pray for yourself, that you know, you see things. You know the hope of calling and the riches of the glory of the earth and sin. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards what you, who believe, according to the working of his power, we should raise, in, we should raise from the dead, which we should rot in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand. Where? Far above all principalities and power and every name that is named. Not only in this world, but in that which is to come. So all power belongs to Jesus. So Jesus has been exalted above all principalities and power. So God gave Jesus all authority and power. And that power belongs to the church today. So that's why he says he has put all things under his feet in verse 22 and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is the body, the fullness of him that finished all in all. So we are the body of Jesus and he is going to reign through us. So when the church reigns, the enemy is brought under subjection. And we say to reign means to occupy territories, right? To reign means to occupy territories. That Jesus is occupying territory, he's subduing the earth. So the throne is the place of authority. So that's why he says in, a, in, in Philippians 2 verse 9. Philippians 2 verse 9. It says, Wherefore God has exalted him and given him above, and given him what? A name above every name. He says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, the things in heaven, the things in earth, and things under the earth. So that means when Jesus got the name, he was exalted. So that means the death, the barrier, the resurrection of Jesus means different things. So when Jesus sat down at the right hand of God, he was exalted. 
So, and the authority has been given to the church today. The authority has been given to the church today. All the authority he is worth the church has. So the church has authority. Say we have authority. You're not sounding like you mean it. So the church has authority. So that's why it says in Mark 16 verse 15, you should go and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth is baptized. He that believeth not shall be done. In essence, and this sign shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with tongues. They shall take up any deadly thing and nothing shall by any means of them. Hallelujah. He says they will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. So I'm in charge. I'm in charge. Since we will trample over serpents and scorpions. That means we are in charge. We are in charge. Why? Because all authority has been given to the church. All power has been given to the church. All dominion. All right. We are reigning in life through Christ. Hallelujah. The believer in Christ is reigning in life through Christ. He has all the authority. He has all the power. He says nothing shall by any means alter So he nothing terrified. Hallelujah. So where, so because, and you know, he says where the words of a king is, there is power. So you use your words. When you see fear, when you see troubles, when you see worry, you use your words. You deal with fear. You deal with that worry with your words. Where the words of a king is, there is power. And we have the authority. Hallelujah. The authority has been given to us. Why? Jesus has been exalted. He has been exalted and he has been given a name above every other name. And that name belongs to us. Hallelujah. The name doesn't belong to him. The name belongs to us. So God in Christ Jesus has stripped the devil of all his authority. He has stripped the devil of all sin, of all death. Look at how Hebrews 2 says it. Look at Hebrews 2. Look at Hebrews 2. Hebrews 2. Look at what it says. Hebrews 2 verse 15. Or let's start from verse 14. I'll wait for you. I want us to read it together. Hebrews 2 verse 14. Hebrews 2 verse 14. Are you learning something? Are you sure? It says, For as much then as the children are partakers of the flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through their lifetime were what? Subject to bondage. Says he would deliver them. So God and Christ Jesus has stripped the devil of all his power, all his authority. So sin, Sickness, disease, death has no authority anymore. Hallelujah. Jesus took all sickness. He took all diseases. So that's why you can say, I am healed. So when you see sickness longing around your body, you can receive healing. A lot of people are scared. Say, oh, that's, a, you know, a virus coming. Say, oh, everybody is falling sick of that disease. It's going to come to me. Why should you be scared? He nothing terrified. Hallelujah. You can receive healing in his name. You can receive healing in his name. Don't be scared of sickness because you have healing in his name. Don't be scared of sickness because you have healing in his name. Don't be scared of that migraine. Say, every day, there's a certain day I always have my... You can always be healed. Sickness has been dealt with by the blood of Jesus. Sickness has been dealt with because of his authority. He bore sicknesses and disease. Isaiah 53. He bore it in his body. He bore our sicknesses and disease. So if you believe him for salvation, you can believe him for healing. If you believe him for salvation, you can believe him for healing. That is why I can say I am healed. Because the same sacrifice for sin, this is the same sacrifice he took here for sickness. Hallelujah. Mark 16 verse 15 says I can cast out devils. I can lay hands on the sick. So you can cast out devil. Why? In nothing terrified. Hallelujah. You see a demon longing around your friend. See a demon longing around your family member. You say, no. You say, a lot of people are scared of demons. They start arguing with the demons. No. You say, no. In the name of Jesus, you get out. Why? In nothing terrified. Hallelujah. You see that sickness. You say, oh, no. You don't have the right to stay on this body. You say, no. 
in the name of Jesus, I receive healing in my body. Why? In nothing terrified. See, fear has not worked anything. Fear has not done anything. Fear has never worked the power of God. Doubt has never worked the power of God. Anxiety has never worked the power of God. Only boldness has done it. Hallelujah. In nothing terrified. In nothing terrified. In nothing terrified. So I can cast out devils. Why? In nothing terrified. I see devils. I see demons longing there. I say, in the name of Jesus, you get out. Why? In nothing terrified. It's the same power. The same Jesus, same power. Same power. Why? Jesus is alive today. Why? Prolonging his days on earth. He's alive in me today. Jesus is alive in you. Jesus is living in you. He's alive in you. Jesus wouldn't run away from sickness, right? Jesus wouldn't run away from a demon-possessed person, right? Jesus wouldn't run away from any situation. Jesus is going to face it. Why? In nothing terrified. Hallelujah. Jesus never runs away from challenges. Jesus never runs away from sickness. Jesus never runs away from problems. Jesus did not run away from even death. He says in nothing terrified. He came out of death. He defeated it. Why? In nothing terrified. Say, I can't be scared. Why? Because in nothing terrified. Hallelujah. In our three, Peter and John saw that man at the beautiful gate. What did they say? They say, silver and gold I have not, such as I have. I give thee. You know what you do? You know if it's another person, not you. I know you, you are born again. Hallelujah. If someone, maybe some other people, they'll say, oh, hey, this one has been sick for so long, he probably deserved not to be healed. You know, some, some people see some sickness and say, oh, no. Uh, how long do you say you have it? It's a 30-something years. Uh, let's just trust the name of the Lord. Let's just trust God. You know, you just say, wow, let's just be careful. You know, let's be careful of the way we use God's power. No! In nothing terrified. Hallelujah. Jesus wouldn't run away. Jesus would not run away. Hallelujah. Peter and John said, Silver and gold I have not, such as I have. I give thee in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. And that was it. That was it. Such as I have. They remembered the words of Jesus. They had their authority. Why? Because they are seated together with Christ. Ephesians 2 says, We are seated together with Christ in heavenly places. In Acts 9. Peter saw Aeneas. He said, rise up and make your bed. Jesus has made you whole. Hallelujah. Why? He nothing terrified. We can heal the sick. We can cast out demons. Why? He nothing terrified. So you deal with fear. Some of you are sensing sickness in your body. You're just feeling feverish. You're feeling like some things are happening. You no, know, falling sick is not a testimony. You know, some people say, once it's a certain period like this, there's a certain cycle of sickness that comes to me. Why should that be your portion? And you have made it a, you have made it yours. See, when it's around March, it's just, you know, one, one thing that hovers around the air. Okay, let's use, when the winter is coming, so they get your flu shot. Say, oh, eh, there's just one cycle of sickness that just over around. When winter is coming, like that, just start having this why why should you have it? He nothing terrified. Hallelujah. Jesus took care of sickness. Jesus took care of diseases. Jesus took care of that pain. Jesus took care of that. Don't be scared. Deal with the fear. Hallelujah. Deal with the fear. That's why we've got the gifts of healing. Why? Because if you are sick, you can get healed. That is why we have the gifts of healing. Such that when you are sick, you can get healed. I remember many years ago, I was admitted into the hospital and I laid my hands on my body and I said, right now, today, marks the hands of sickness in my body. And that was it. Hallelujah. Why? In nothing terrified. In nothing terrified. I remember I heard the preacher, Creflo Dollar, say, the doctor told him, you know, you have cancer. You're going to die in the next couple of weeks, pack up, and Creflo Dollar said, you don't know what I'm talking about. 
said, give me two weeks, I'm coming back. And he took off and he fed on the wall. Why? Nothing terrified. He went back to the doctors and the doctor said, Aham, I think they made a mistake. No, you didn't make a mistake. It's the power of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of us just get scared unknowingly. Some of us get so scared. Some of you are just so fearful. Scared of the unknown. Scared of, okay, what if I get sacked in my job? What if you get promoted? Well, what if it doesn't work out? Okay, what if it works out? What if it works out? I am not afraid because I know what God has for me. Look at it in Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54. This is nothing terrified for it with your adversaries. Look at Isaiah 54. Oh, I love this. Hallelujah. I love this. Look at it. Isaiah 54, verse 17. I love this. It says, No weapon fashioned. It says, No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. You know, even in ministry, I say this to myself. Anything that comes against my ministry will fall for it. Hallelujah. Anything that comes as a stumbling block for me will fall. Why? No weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. In as is, every tongue that rises against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. Why? This is the heritage of the servant and the righteousness for me. Why? Because you are righteous. No weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. Even the ministry. You say that in your cell meeting. You say, no weapon fashioned against myself shall prosper. Hallelujah. No weapon formed against my ministry shall prosper. No adversary of hell. No voice of hell. No voice of the devil will prosper against my ministry. Hallelujah. You know, that's the confidence I have. That's what keeps me going. Nothing, can, nothing of the enemy can prosper around me. Hallelujah. Why? Because he is my righteousness. Jesus is my righteousness. See, you know it in your heart that you are far from oppression. Hallelujah. You are far from oppression. No weapon. It's also no weapon. He says no weapon formed against thee shall prosper. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I mean, nothing terrified. So fear is a weapon. Fear is a weapon. What does it do? It comes to cripple you. It comes to cripple your thinking. It comes to cripple what God has said about you. It comes to cripple what God's plan is for you. Fear is a big weapon. Some people are just very fearful. Fear comes. Some people are so scared. Some people are even so scared that they will backslide. Calm down. Calm down. You're not going to backslide. He said it's going to keep you from falling. Hallelujah. Some are scared. Be established in his righteousness. You are far from oppression and fear. Fear is an enemy. Fear is an enemy. Righteousness is yours in Christ. Boldness is yours in Christ. He has not given you the spirit of fear again. So be established on that fact. Be established on that fact. Be established in his righteousness. Be established in his voice. Be established in his facts. Religion gives you a wrong focus. Religion gives you a wrong focus. Religion makes you focus on the wrong thing. Religion makes you focus on the wrong thing. That's, so religion will put fear in your heart. A lot of people go to churches where they, they get them scared. Oh, you know, you're a sinner. Oh, you are this. You are condemned. You are worthless. They made them feel like even no one, they, 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 they made them feel like even the preacher can't even make heaven. Fear creeps in your heart that way. Look at in John 14. John 14. How are you getting blessed this evening? John 14. We're about to close. Hallelujah. He nothing terrified. He nothing terrified. Hallelujah. Jesus dealt with the adversaries of the devil. Jesus dealt with every opposition. Jesus dealt with every stumbling block. Jesus dealt with every voice of the accuser. Jesus dealt with everything. 
And we have the authority today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at it in John 14. In John 14. He says, in verse 23, John 14. He says, and he says, if any man shall love me, he will keep my words. And my father will love him. And we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Hallelujah. He says, the father will love him. We are love of the father. I am so love of God. I am so love of God. You know, some people think that some people think that life is against them. Things are just turning bad in the direction against them. Some people think that the whole of this world is against them. Life is just against them. Life is coming. Life, the walls are just falling, crumbling down against them. Proverbs 21 verse 29. It says, he's the wicked man that had net his face. So they're just so, yeah, good morning. Some people, they don't even know how to smile. <laughs> they are going through a situation, maybe they just, just bone their face. Like, good morning. What's good about the morning? <laughs> Chill. <laughs> breathe. Just breathe. <laughs> Solomon says, the wicked man that had dead his face. You are not a wicked man. Like to, you know, you are a believer. You are born of God. It's just a, like demons. Hungry all the time. Like somebody that needed to be that needed to be casted out. <laughs> Christians should have good countenance because we are saving his hands. Hallelujah. We are saving his hands. Romans 8, verse 1. There's now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. You know, I taught a message to you on Sunday. There is nothing wrong with you. Hallelujah. There is nothing wrong with me. Hallelujah. God has no record of your sins. You know, even look at Micah 7, verse 19. Look at Micah 7. Some people think that God is holding their sins against them. Micah 7, 19. Hallelujah. I'm about to close. Hey, Amen. Are you getting blessed? Look at Micah 7.19. Micah 7.19. Look at what it says. It says, he will, and he will turn again, and he will have compassion on us. He will subdue our iniquities, and that will cast all our iniquities into the depths of the sea. So don't go looking for them. Hallelujah. He says he will cast all your iniquities into the depth of the sea. So he has no record of wrong against you. So God is not against you. Tell yourself that every morning. God is not against me. God is not against me. Hallelujah. He has, God has no record of your wrong. God is not holding that record of what you did when you were 5 years old, when you were 10 years old, when you were 15 years old, when you were 30 years. When you were, he's not holding that wrong against you. When you were 40 years, he's not holding that wrong against you. He has no record of sins. Hallelujah. So what brings fear? Righteousness. Lack of righteousness consciousness. Let's go back to our Philippians 128. It's going to make sense. Hallelujah. I'm about to close. Amen. He says, and in nothing terrified by your adversaries. So are you scared of your adversaries? You look them in the face and you confront them, right? You can confront the devil, right? They tell you something is not going well. You say, yo, something is going well. It's going to go well for me. No, you need to learn how to reply back. You need to learn how to reply back to opposition. You need to learn how to reply back to that fearful words. You need to know how to reply back to those demonic words. You need to know how to respond back. Or else it will creep in. Learn to speak back. No! That's not for me. I am accepted in the beloved. All things are working together for my good. All things are working together for my good. No fear here. My ministry is prospering. Every wall of the enemy, every thong that the enemy is rising up in judgment, he will condemn every voice of the accuser over my ministry. The enemy has no voice, has no say over me. You know, you learn to respond in nothing terrified. He says in nothing terrified by your adversaries. So you know you have adversaries, right? You go to your cell meeting and say, nothing can stop this place. Nothing can stop this mighty moving force. We are a strong army. We are rising up higher and higher. Nothing can stop us. Hallelujah. We are reaching the nations of the world. 
in glory and power. Hallelujah. Praise God. In nothing terrified. We cast out demons in nothing terrified. We heal the sick in nothing terrified. We preach the gospel in nothing terrified. We are not scared of anybody with nothing terrified. We reach the nations of the earth in nothing terrified. We are advancing in course in nothing terrified. We are reaching all the nations and every nook and crannies in nothing terrified. We are raising men in nothing terrified. We are having stable disciples in nothing terrified. Hallelujah. In nothing terrified. Some of you are scared. You are having disciples. You say, what if they leave me? What if they stay? In nothing terrified. Say, ah, okay, I've tried again. I've tried before. You have, you have another opportunity to try again in nothing terrified. Hallelujah. You say no to fear. The believer is far from oppression. The believer is far from sickness. The believer is far from every evil. The believer is far from the hands of the devil. Hallelujah. So what brings fear to the like of the believer? Lack of righteousness consciousness. Lack of the fact that he doesn't know who he is. He hasn't fed on the truth of his reality. When you are fearless, he's a proof of the destructions of your adversaries. See, you have to be as bold as, as a lion. When you are bold, it's a proof of defeat of your adversaries. You confront them. Jesus did the same. He says, the gates of hell will not stop my resurrection. Hallelujah. He says, having spoiled principalities and power, in issue of Demopoli, triumphing over them in it. So you hear the news, you say, nothing terrifying. Hallelujah. Somebody brings a bad news to you. You don't shake. You don't start fidgeting. You don't start feeling terrible. You don't start feeling, oh, how, do, how does this work? You say, no, nothing terrified. No, you should, we should come to that point where somebody brings a news to us, we just start laughing. Hallelujah. You know, in the midst of the storm, Jesus was sleeping. Hallelujah. You, know, you just always just bring a bad news and say, wow, is that all you got? He said, well, in nothing terrified, I'm not shaking, I'm not moved, hallelujah, I'm triumphing over this, hallelujah, amen. You know, someone brings the bad news to you, just say, is that all? All right, I'm not moved, everything is working for my good, in nothing terrified. See that bad news, you see that, you see that bad email, you see that sack letter, you know, say, oh, wow. It's finished for me. You don't, say, you don't use your words like that. I say, oh, what do I do next? No, in nothing terrified. You move again. He got your back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what do I do? How would I, I know, I, I recognize the ministry of angels. Psalm 103 verse 20. It says, the angels are all around me. And I, it says, and they hacking onto thy words. So I feel my words. I fill my mouth with faith-filled words. I fill my mouth with faith-filled words. I fill my mouth with faith-filled words. It says in Hebrews 1, verse 14, it says they are ministering spirits, sent for to minister, uh, sent for to minister for them that are behind of salvation. So the word of God gives us an assurance. It gives us an assurance that God is of a truth. Hallelujah. He gives us an assurance. So we ask you a question. As I close this evening, play for me, I close. What are the thoughts on your mind? What are the thoughts on your mind? No matter what picture of fear has put on your mind, faith-filled words can change it. Hallelujah. No matter what fear, see, you know, you can list out things you are scared of. You can list out things where fear has dealt with you on. And tell yourself, no. If it's on ministry, you say, no. I'm going to be prosperous. I'm going to reach more men. I'm going to advance in course. You know, is it anything? You speak God's word against it. You speak God's word against it. In nothing terrified by your adversaries. So when you stand on God's word, let me tell you the truth. It brings down every adversaries. When you stand on God's word, what did Jesus do? Jesus stood on the word. 
He says, and lo, I come in the volume of the books. Hiya. You, you need to learn to stand on God's word. God's word is your reality. God's word is your consciousness. God's word is your meal, is your diet. God's word, see, your mouth wasn't given to just eat alone. It was given to speak God's word. Your mouth was given to speak God's word. God is not against you. So you know that. So who is against you? You're the enemy, the adversaries. And it's coming in different factions. It's coming in form of that news. It's coming in form of that bad news. It's coming in form of that fear, that worry, that anxiety. It's coming in form of that phone call. It's coming in form of that thing. It's coming in form of every means. You tell yourself in nothing terrified. You fill your mouth with faith-filled words. So what is on your heart? What is on your mind? Fear or faith? Ask yourself those questions. What is on your mind? Fear or faith? Victory or defeat? Healing or sickness? What is on your mind? Fear or faith? Are you scared or are you faithful? Or are you, do you have faith? Or victory or defeat? Sickness or healing? No, there is no fear here. Hallelujah. No, you can get to your, you can have a mantra. Tell yourself there's no fear here. Hallelujah. I learned this mantra from my pastor. I said there's no fear here. No shaking. Hallelujah. And then I said no shaking. No fear here. I've seen things. I've seen, I've seen situations as big and I'm like, God, how does this go in a cause of that? And you know what I tell God? I say, God, you know it's me and you in this. <laughs> no fear here. Because you are in me, so we are both going to fast through it together. <laughs> when I see a mountain like that, I say, Lord, you got to move this. No fear here. And let me tell you, he has never failed. Hallelujah. He has never failed. You know, you can be all you have to. See, you can be all God has called you to be. You can fulfill all God has called you to fulfill. You can fulfill His plan for your life. Why? Because there's no fear in your heart. You will not permit fear in your heart. You will not permit fear in your life. So He has given us the spirit of a sound mind. He has not given us the spirit again to fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. Hallelujah. So you can do all he has called you to do. What is limiting you from doing what God has called you to do is fear. What is stopping you from achieving that breakthrough, from achieving that vision, from going ahead is fear. Why some people have not gotten you today is fear. Why some people are remaining on a spot, they've not moved ahead is fear. Deal with that fear. Hallelujah. Deal with that fear. He's not terrified. Let me tell you, one of the ways you deal with the devil is to deal with fear. See, once you have dealt with fear, you have dealt with the devil. Hallelujah. Let's bring the Holy Ghost this evening. By your hands, just pray in the Spirit. Deal with every root of fear. Deal with every root of fear, every cause of fear this evening. Deal with it. Deal with it. Deal with it. Every root of fear. The fear has no place in you. There is no fear here. No fear here. In nothing terrifying. I am not afraid. I am not afraid. I am not giving to fear. I am not giving to fear. I am not afraid. No shaking. <laughs> I am not afraid. I am not afraid. No fear here. No fear here. No fear here. Deal with it. 
fear in cause touching ministry fear is touching your job your career your business God's plan for your life deal with it no fear here no fear no fear nothing terrified by your adversaries you confront your adversaries you look them eyeball to eyeball you tell them I'm not scared of you I'm not scared of sickness I'm not scared of demons I'm not scared I cast them out I heal the sick I take new steps I take both steps I take both steps I take both steps I take both steps. 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 In nothing terrified. I nothing terrified. I take both steps. Deal with fear this evening. Fear has taught you raising disciples. Deal with it. Fear has no hold on you. Perfect love casteth out all fear. Fear has no hold on you. Fear of death. Fear of accident. They have no hold on you. 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 Jesus. You take both steps. You confront the devil. You fill your mouth with faithful words. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Lift your hands where you are. Just thank Him. Thank Him for what you heard this evening. Thank Him this evening. Bless His holy name. Worship Him this evening. Thank Him. Thank Him. Let's